Hello, my name is Maris Macellis, and welcome to my show, Critical Root Zone, where we dig deep with inquiring minds to get to the root of sustainability, going below the surface to rebuild trust while supporting all voices on our journey to a climate-positive planet. For the following four-episode series, we'll be talking to Tennessee House Representative Bob Freeman. Bob has a degree in construction management from Middle Tennessee State University. He got his master's in sustainability at Lipscomb University, VP at Freeman Webb. He served on the board of the Tennessee Environmental Council, Southern Alliance for Clean Energy, Metro Sustainability Advisory Committee, and more. Too many more for me to say because I wouldn't, it would just be a lot of words. <laughs> Bob is my friend who I trust. He's a loving husband and a great dad. And we share a love for martial arts, which you'll know more about later. So you might ask, why do we want to talk to this guy, Bob Freeman? Well, I'll tell you, after years of doing my own personal research and life improvements to do my part to protect Mother Earth, I truly believe that the only way to create lasting, unified change is through policy. We're going to discuss the ways in which this happens, the process, and how my generation and those to come can feel empowered and heard. So without further ado, welcome, Bob, to The Critical Reason. Still with Bob Freeman, Tennessee House Representative. It's so much fun having you here. This is great. Yeah. Um, we're just going to tie it all in. We've been talking policy. We've been talking about voting. We've been talking about how it all ties in to sustainability. And that's, I mean, let's just, let's just flow, man. Let's flow yeah. on this last one. Because the reason why you're here is to give everyone the information that they need to get their voices heard. That's, that's really why I wanted you on the show today. But sustainability and environmentalism is our connection. And I know that you're for it. I mean, you're the climate crisis is real. Um, we got kiddos. We, we care about the future. Sure. So, yeah. So some topics that I, that I'd like to talk to you about are just even this, the simple idea of, of banning plastic bags, right. Or banning plastic bags or single use stuff. Like how hard would that be? Can I do that? Cause I want to do that. Like, can we do that? I would love to do that. <laughs> I I, um, I don't. It, it, it's extremely hard, and and there are um, lots of special interest groups that are directly against it. Everything from large producers of uh, I don't know, whatever to yeah. grocery stores yeah. to on and on. And it, it's a it's a long list. Um, Is that and, why th there was a bill that yeah, that, uh, that Senator Campbell, yes. the producer responsibility, correct, and uh, it was it was that was the one I was most interested in. And I remember walking in the Capitol and they're like. That one's not going to make it. Maybe yeah. in a couple of years. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, this is the one that's that I think most people that I know my age would be like, hell yeah. Yeah. This is and it. That, I mean, that goes back to something we talked about earlier, and it's we should not be presented with bad choices. Right. Uh, just like we should not be presented with food and medicine and makeup and, co you know, uh, cosmetics that are, that are poison. Mm. We should not be presented with uh, cans and glasses and food containers that are going to poison our earth, that are going to... That we don't know how to, how to dispose of yeah, it, and it's that, going into a landfill. They're going to be there forever. Yep. Um, you know, I, I remember um, I was fortunate enough to, to take my kids to Alaska, and cool. they had uh, a great art exhibit, and it was all about... Um, trash that they found in the ocean and mm -hmm. what does that look like a trash that floats up on the on the shores of Alaska and 
Alaska's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it, right. it is rural, remote, and they have tons and tons of trash that that, that washes Floats up. up there. Yeah, the fish are being killed because they're they're ingesting microplastics. Yep, we are we are we're system- eating those fish, and we are eating those fish. We <laughs> are we are systematically. Um, destroying the environment that we care about. Mm-hmm. And we are all doing it acting as if we can't and and that we're really not having an impact. And and we are. And we're seeing a growing, warming uh, climate. We're seeing more uh, rain events. Um, we're seeing more more snow events because yeah. uh, climate change can create Natural more, disasters. All of it. All it's of happening it. more and more and more. I mean, I, you know, I actually, I wonder if I have this. Um, I have a great quote, and it's from this. It's from this uh, article about seaspiracy. Did you see that? No. Um, it's I don't. I couldn't even make it through the whole thing. Oh it, no! It was about like the mass fishing that's going on, and yeah. and we're just. I mean, the ocean isn't protected. A lot right. of it we were fighting to protect, but I mean, it's a free for all out there. Sure. They're just doing what they want. But um, something they said about this was just. It stood out to me, but why I'm why I'm pulling this up is because it ties back into policy. Yeah, right. And that's there's all these things going on that we feel like we have no control over. Like the the plastics are being made and it's floating out to sea, and the fish are eating it, and the birds are eating it, and then we're eating it, and and we're all getting cancer, and right. we'll, and like what the hell? Well, well I mean, what, I mean, to, <laughs> and and again, I, I know I, be a Debbie I, Downer. I sound like a broken record and that we shouldn't be presented with bad choices, but you know. Uh, as I've gotten older, um, you read, they say, you know, you should be taking uh, omega-3 fish oils, that it will help with cholesterol, help with heart health, mm-hmm. on and on and on. And so you go and, and you go and take it. Well, then you find out that because where they go and fish for the omega, what the, how they get it, they go to the, to the islands around Antarctica and they just strip all the krill uh, out, of the, out of the waters there. Well, that's what the penguin and the, the eat, and the seals eat the penguin, yeah. and the sharks yeah. eat the, and, the krill. And, and and so by me doing what I think is best for me, I'm presented with a solution that is actually damaging the environment. And having the the time to do that research and understand and um, it yeah. is is just it, it it's sometimes you do feel hopeless. It's too big. You can't solve the problem. So how um, does that policy get made? How do well, we? Well, that would be a that would be almost an. Uh, I don't even know how that would get done. Maybe that's part of the problem. That's the, big, that's yeah. the biggest one. Antarctica is is not part of another country. So how would you limit fishing in an area that we have no control over? But it definitely would be a state issue. Um, well, we're right here, right now. Okay, so like the two biggest things: solid waste for sure. me, solid yes. waste and energy. Yes. Yes. I feel like those are things we we can do. We can right. we can stop making crap. Right. We can stop feeding ourselves crap. Right. I mean, uh, I just watched that Woody Harrelson documentary, the the Kiss the Ground. Oh right. And it's all about agriculture. It's all about how we're killing the soil. It's all about desert. Uh, dis- I'm not saying it right. Right. I'm not sure. <laughs> Des- Des- desertification. Des- desertification. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Too much of this right. uh, energy drink. I'm losing my mind. Um, but I actually love it. Yeah, we're here. We're here. We're here right now. <laughs> um, okay, so you're back to Seaspiracy. Uh, and I'll and I'll put a link or something to kind of put you back on this article. But it says the message I wish the filmmakers had conveyed instead of pushing is instead is that pushing for legislative change and improved enforcement 
of existing law is the best way to get involved. Like the fight against tobacco and enclosed public spaces won by smoking bans and not by appeals to smokers. The fight against illegal fishing and other shenanigans of the fishing industry will be won by political actions directed at governments, not appeals to vegans in New York, London, or Vancouver. And I was just like, that's it. That's that, that is literally yeah. it. It's, right. You know, we can't, we can't fix this by just not eating fish. Right. We have to. And because just, the fish is still going to be. We can't fix this by recycling. Yeah, right. We can't fix this by, um, you know, allowing this. We have a big TVA thing going on right, right now, allowing them to say, hey, we're going to still use fossil fuels, but we'll use some solar. Like it has to change. So it's like, do we just protest? Do we just, you know, do we just go and, and wave signs in the air? And and sometimes, yes. Uh, I mean, sometimes that is the solution. You need to make you need to make these decisions uncomfortable. Um, sometimes the solution is uh, to try and work through policy change. Sometimes the solution is to uh, work to get good people elected that you think are going to support what what is best for our environment. Um, it's an it's an all of the above solution right now because we are um, we're not doing it we're we're not we're not solving this problem we continue to kick the can down the road all of our energy savings that we are seeing in the built environment right now are not because of real uh, real tough decisions that we've been making uh, it's because of um, technology imp- improvements and um, mm. things are naturally more efficient. Some of that is intentional, but some of it is also just through comfort, and the uh, the efficiency is a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I always I used to have a, uh, a a cartoon that sat on my desk, and it said uh, it was a picture of a thermostat, and one it was you know hot outside, and you could see uh, the, the, you know, energy efficient decisions or destroy the environment. And so it was like, you know, which, what decisions do you make when you're turning Mm, your your air up or down? Yeah. And, and the fact (laughs) that, that people have that decision or have that thought process is part of the broken system. We should have renewable energy so that when energy is produced and we want to cool our house, it's not destroying the environment because it's, it's produced through renewable energy. Yeah. Um, and heating should be the same way. So, so people, I mean, yeah, go out and invest in solar and go out and invest. I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, the consumer, and that's what I've been, that's what I personally have done the last couple of years, um, if not my whole life, because my mom has taught me to, you know, she she made me aware. And since a young age, I've always been aware. Right. And from, I have a funny story. I have a friend, we were like sitting, eating food, and he gave me a napkin and I used it and he, and I put it on the table and I was just, I was waiting because I wasn't finished with it, but he took it and threw it out. I was like, hey. Where'd my napkin go? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, I, I wasn't going to use that. Like, yeah. I wasn't done using that. And he's like, I'll just get you another one. And I, like, freaked out. Right. He's like, I didn't I didn't need another one. And he, yeah. he's like, wow, you're, like, really aware of, like, your waste consumption or, sure. like, what you're, what you're doing. And that that is just, it's, I feel like it's confrontational, like, to, to, to do that with people. Is I've been studying that. How do I, how do I relate to people and how do I make them not feel ashamed of what they're doing versus what I'm doing. And I'm guilty because uh, of, of, of just doing the easier thing because it's easier. Because right. everyone around me is giving me a hard time about using the freaking plastic bag, even though I shout at everyone at work every time they go to Publix right. across the street. I'm like, I got your bag. Like, right. Use a reusable bag. You're like, this, this lady's crazy. Running them down, right? Like, this yeah. lady's crazy. 
Um, the big picture, the big picture is we have to, we have to have these companies accountable. We have to have our voices heard. Sure. Um, well, you need it's to unifying, it's unifying and organizing. Right. One of the things I always do whenever I go into a store is positive reinforcement. So mm, if, yep. if, if I'm buying two or three items that I can easily carry out and the person behind the counter says, do you want a bag or not? I'll say no and thank them for giving me that option as right. opposed to just immediately picking up, throwing right, it in the bag. I don't need it. Yeah, I don't yeah, need it. I'm, I'm good. good. Thank you very much. Um, you know, it, it's it's pointing out good decisions. And instead of always hammering people when they do something that we disagree with, it's pointing out things that, that, you, that you like, like um, selling reusable bags, um, like giving a discount for bringing in your reusable bags. Yeah, yeah, incentive, incentivize all, all everything. Of, all of these things, that's a better way to do it. But the daily actions, we said this before, like we're not going to change the climate crisis by just doing like a few of us, sure. even though it's growing in numbers. I feel like it's growing in numbers. People are doing it, but I don't know. I couldn't say for sure. I couldn't say for sure who's doing the reusable bags and who's composting and who's, like, I don't know. Right. That's why I think law, it has to be law. Like these things take time. Right. So, so all these things that we've been talking about, we're talking about voting, we've been talking about getting to know your your representatives and maybe running. I might run. I might you run for municipal. It. I might run for it. council member one yeah, day. It's it's <laughs> people are always scared to run because they're like, well, I just don't know what I don't know. And um, run. You should absolutely do it. If yeah. it's something that you're called to do, um, you know, throw your hat in the ring, even if you don't win. You will move the agenda. Your 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 talking points will be part of the conversation, and that's a win. Having the conversation, period. Right. Sure. Because I don't know everything. Right. I'm, I, this is how I learn is by talking to people, and I think it's it's hard for everyone to be that vulnerable and say like I don't know what I'm talking right. about. You know, I'm 34 years old. I should know how the government works, but right. like I'll be honest with you, like I don't. I don't right. know the ins and outs of the government, and and I had social studies in third grade. Right, and that's okay. And you're not you're not um, that that's the norm right now. That's the and, norm. Yeah, it's and, not our and, fault and, either. It's yeah. not your fault. Yeah, your fault. right. And we just need more <laughs> people to engage. I mean, I'm. I'm I know I definitely sound like a broken record there. Yeah. But, I mean, running for office, we need better candidates. We need uh, we need go. more voters. We need a uh, you know more diverse electorate. We need a more diverse elected body. All of this, uh, we just need everybody. Every everybody has a stake in this, mm -hmm. and everybody needs to be involved. Yeah, man, we're a yeah. democracy. Yeah, we're built on democracy. That's it. So let's let's keep that going. Well, let's go back to the sustainability piece too yeah. for a second and talk about, you know, some of the things that that we could do pretty quick and easily. Or you talked about solid waste. Um, there are other countries that have, uh, you know, a, a dual waste system. They have a wet dry. Mm -hmm. They they pick up compost one day and everything else gets recycled, uh, separated and recycled from one can. And that's something that we could do here in Nashville really quickly. Um, you know, we could we could have uh, we could have a compost pickup day and then a trash pickup day. Yeah, and and, and talk of that. Yeah, and everything should be recycled uh, that, that goes in the trash can. We should be uh, we should be yeah. a, a, a model energy purchaser from a from a metro standpoint. Um, we should have solar panels on the top of all of our of all of our metro schools, producing power all summer long. Where they're not being used uh, by the students. They should be producing energy back into the system, mm -hmm. back into the grid. Uh, they're huge flat roofs. Um, let's put solar panels up there and start 
gaining some, or, you know, start, start producing energy. Where's step one for that? Um, money and, and where the money comes from is through priorities and priorities are set by the voters. So if the voters say that it's a priority, the money will follow. It will get in the budget. If, if enough people demand that, uh, this is the direction of our city, that's what the direction of our city will, that's how, that's the direction of our city. They, they will set the direction of our city that way. And it's actually, I guess in my head, I'm thinking like, yeah, really who, who's reading these emails or like whatever, but it's, it's easier more than ever to get, to get hurt. Right. An email literally takes like it's done. It's gone. It's there. Right. Like you don't have to mail it in. You don't have to walk over there. You can call somebody up, Right. call them, you can leave messages. You can, you can do all this stuff, but what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say the, the, the one thing I want to make sure and note there is, you know, if the two of us are the only two people emailing saying <laughs> that we want, it's not going to happen. Right. Right. It, it's, it's, if we, if the two of us, uh, through something like, like your, your podcast here, um, get enough people excited that we get 500 people that turns into a thousand people that turns into 5,000 people mm-hmm. that are all unified behind an idea. Yeah. And we're all saying the same thing, the same elected officials. Um, that's how it happens. Yeah. Uh, I think where a lot of people lose sight is, uh, that they're, you know, every day sending the same email and it goes unanswered. Well, it's because they're, you know, one of three people that send that email. Right. And so it's not going to be as impactful as if it was, you know, I, I was like the, I was like, one of the youngest people there at the Capitol that day, I felt like in my little Probably. group, you know, yeah. like it was me and maybe like a few other, one or two other people yeah. that were my age. And that, that really stuck out to me. I was like, man, there's, I'm underrepresented, yeah. you know, like where are my people? Right. I like get all my people together and like, let's go to the Capitol. I'm one, I'm one of the youngest, <laughs> Once a month. I'm one of the youngest people in the house. Yeah, you are. Well, but I mean, that's, I'm not that young. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And so, that's you know, true. It, it's that's crazy. It, it's, it, it tends to, you know, be an older group and the Senate's even older. And, and they're appealing to the older. I mean, it's our future. That's right. It's our future. Yeah. We gotta take it back. Yeah. People. Man, let's talk about something fun. You want to talk about something fun? Yeah. Pro marijuana, pro pro let's, weed. Let's do it. What happened to it, man? Oh goodness, uh, it was um, it was it was dead from the start. My intent was to try and give some cover to maybe what a medical marijuana passage would look like yeah. in the state. Also, that's the movement, right? Like, I mean, countrywide, like that's the movement, sort of. But I mean, the the reality is that if you're taking uh, if you're taking something at the end of the day to calm down, mm-hmm. calm you down. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you've got high anxiety, all of these things, mm-hmm. um, that you should be able to go and pick up, um, you know, a, a cannabis gummy and, and chill out the exact mm-hmm. same way. Mm-hmm. And we have people that know it doesn't, doesn't lead to, you know, um, the reefer madness that, that, you know, the, the last generation believed, we well, know you said it's gummy, not, right? Because or, I feel like or any of it. the three, the whole, the, I was talking to somebody today that was like, well, you know, the 360 view, right? right. Like apparently I didn't know this, uh, smoking, smoking cannabis can lead to infertility. Oh, do you hear, do you hear I've that? Never heard that. Uh, yeah. Apparently that's a big deal. Right. But like what, what is most of the opposition on the, on that bill on, on legalizing cannabis? What is the opposition for it? Well, so, so let me, let me, I want to finish yeah, that going. thought and then I, I want to talk about it. So yeah. what I, what my intent was, was to show what the financial impact would be for the state, what we're, Bingo. what we're, what we're, what we're missing out on. I truly don't believe if, it, if we were to legalize it tomorrow, I think that you would have 
a 60, 30, 90 day something period where people are like, well, if you can get it legally, I'm going to go try it and I'm going to see. Outside of that, anybody that's currently using is going to keep using, right. whether it's legal or not. It's not stopping people. It's not, it's not going to encourage more people to do it. So what I wanted to see was what was the financial impact. And it was almost three quarters of a billion dollars yeah. every single year. And you start thinking about what could we do? What could we fund? We could fix our streets. We could... We could direct it towards a you know, dual stream waste system. We could have uh, a requirement to buy more solar panels for our schools. All of these things with an extra quarter billion dollars or three yeah. quarters of a billion dollars. Um, the biggest group that's against it, well, there are two, uh, is big pharmacy. They don't like it because they don't, they don't get to make money off of people treating this, uh, their anxiety or whatever it is right. through something that's not a, a pharmaceutical. Yep. And then it's law enforcement and law mm. enforcement uses it um, as a way to check a car. Uh, law enforcement uses it as a way to gain entry into a house, mm. uh, into an apartment, um, search and seizure, all of these things. Uh, and in many cases, um, law enforcement uh, gets money through um, civil asset forfeiture. Wow. So you'll have a rural um, uh, police department that will search your car, find that you've got a joint, bag of weed, whatever it is. They'll go back to your house, find that you've got uh, a firearm. And again, that's you're breaking the law. Right. You, should, you should pay the price. But they can take your car, they can take your house, they can take your truck, they can take your, and so, and then they can sell it on the open market and it funds, uh, funds their departments. And Different so, way to make money. So yeah. they're, they're afraid that if it goes away, uh, it will, it will limit or, you know, make, make that go away for them. Yeah. Whereas the whole, the, all the money that could be made grand scheme would right. benefit so and, many, so much more. Well, And I, I'm, you know, the reality is, if you or I um, got, you know, picked up for a simple possession, we'd probably get a slap on the wrist and go down the road. If you're a young black or brown kid, um, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. It could lead to something really bad. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and we have a disproportionate number of black and brown kids that are serving time in jail for drugs that have, um, you know, a, a, a criminal record that continues because of small amounts of drugs. Um, it's time. It's time for us to get get past this. Yeah. This war on drugs and criminalizing criminalizing this is not working. It's overcrowding our prisons. Um, it's it's affecting you know it's affecting people's livelihood. Yeah. Uh, they can't get jobs after they get a felony, and. It's time for us to, to move on. We're, we were very likely going to be the last state to, to realize this. Uh, I think there are 38, I think there are 38 states right now that have done, no, 31, who have done something, whether medical, decriminalized, or full recreational. And when's the next time that we can put in for this? Next year. Yeah. January, the second January and um, second Tuesday in January. Yeah. We begin session again. I'm going to run another bill. Yep. Um, because it's it's time. And again, 80% of the people want some sort of legalization. People uh, get, uh, get it. It's extremely popular amongst Republicans. It's popular amongst Democrats. Yeah. Um, it's it's the, the, the loud voices are keeping it from happening. And that's along with a lot of other topics and bills. But I wanted to I wanted to bring that one out because I feel like I was curious about it as well. And just um, 
bills in general, we we have to talk more about them and know more about them, and we're going to. I, I think after these these episodes we've had together, uh, there's going to be more talk about it. Um, I feel more educated. You know for sure I'm going to be talking more about it. I can't wait. And um, I'm excited to vote for you in August, that's for sure. Um, and and may the be- me- best man win yeah. or woman. Right. And I might run. Who knows? I might run too. But um, I'm going to put a plug in for my next guest, which we were talking about cannabis. Um, I'm really interested in the plant as a whole. There's a whole hemp issue out there. Hemp is also derived from cannabis, and it is extremely sustainable, and it could do wonders for the environment mm-hmm. if we were replacing things with hemp. Um, so, yeah, uh, one of my next guests might be an expert in hemp, might also have an expert on solar, because uh, I think both of those things are definitely solutions and answers to a lot of our problems, like we've been talking about. But, uh, man, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for doing this. And uh, this is our final episode with Bob. You might be back, though, Bob. We might I've, have to do this again. Invite me back anytime. And we might come. have to talk for longer, because this yeah. wasn't even enough for me. But um, I also want to say that if you were thinking of maybe having your own podcast or interested in doing something like this, I, I would highly recommend my team here. And what you can do is send me an email at criticalrootzone at gmail.com. And if you want questions or information on them or questions or information on me, Bob, topics, guests coming up, please, please, please email me. I'd love to hear from you. Also, you got ideas about bills or some, you know, some some issues that you're going through that you have questions about. Let's work through this together. Uh, that's the call to action, guys. Um, definitely reach out to me and your voice matters. Every single one of you matters. So until the next episode on CRZ, just remember to ask questions, inspire other people to be better, and that anything is possible when we do it together. listening to Critical Root Zone. If you'd like to reach out, email us at criticalrootzone at gmail.com. Critical Root Zone is produced in Nashville, Tennessee, copyright 2022.